Everybody, welcome back. This is episode 10 of the Nonsense Podcast. Uh, today, we're joined by some pretty special guests, um, Dustin and Shane from With the Punches. They are uh, one of the bands that we grew up listening to and um, idolizing in the local Hudson Valley scene. And uh, they're a pretty integral part in, I think, all of us, you know, being involved in music at some point. So um, just going to kick it over to Dustin right now, who's uh, joining us today. Thank you very much for joining us on this Thursday. How's everything? Uh, things are good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it's a it's a weird time, but uh, it's not, not going terrible, I guess, for me so far. So we'll see. That's good to hear. Yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, you're not working at all right now, are you? Uh not right now. Um, so the school where I work um, is still running because it's a therapeutic boarding school. Okay. Uh, but my, my wife is immune compromised, so I don't go out of the house unless it is absolutely necessary. Um, and that's sort of the deal. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I see. I see Shane just hopped in yeah, down there. Yeah, Shane. Hey. Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry I was a second late. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> No, we just got started. I said this is like the first episode we've ever had anybody join like right in the middle of it. And I was pretty excited for it. Nice. Cool. Well, I'm here. Yeah. So that's... How's everything? Where Now, where are you located? I'm located in central Jersey. So I'm like uh, probably about... You, do you guys know of Asbury Park, New Jersey at all? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I like... down there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's where uh, I used to live in Asbury Park, but I live about 10 minutes inland now. Like Colts Neck, New Jersey. Okay, oh, awesome. Nice. I'm a Jersey boy myself. I live in Jersey City now. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Great, guys. Well, yeah, thank you for joining. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and of course, we have, you know, Adam joining us as well, as always. Um, so, guys, I just wanted to kick it off. We just have, you know, a few casual questions. Just wanted to walk you through because uh, we could talk your ear off all day, obviously. But <laughs> we know you guys got lives and all that. So, um, Well, not right now social- we don't. <laughs> me like, either man me either man uh, three or four weeks I jo- talking at least right i joined your guys as uh j jb or jb jqbx thing the other night i was like oh, i'll come in for like an hour and i, I stayed there from like 8 30 to 11 <laughs> yeah i was in there for a little while too <laughs> i mean dustin was in the whole time i was i was in and out but i think cool. i think i think at the end it was like me dustin two other people yeah it it's a cool, cool thing yeah, I didn't think uh, – I, I was, I was like, unsure about if anyone would show up at all, and I was really surprised at how many people showed up. It was cool. Yeah, I really liked that a lot, like I was saying to you earlier. Uh, it, was a cool, it was a cool thing for – one, like, we could interact with you guys, and two is, you know, we, it's, it's cool to, you know, be able to play the music, and like you said, not just, like, another, hey, here's a playlist. Right, right. Like, I like – I love when bands put out a playlist of, of stuff that they're listening to and like their friends. Uh, it, that's real cool. But it's nice to just be like kind of more engaged to the thing and like, oh, we can hang out, we can talk about it, you know, like see what everybody's into. Everybody else can play stuff. It's it's just a it's a really cool platform. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that a lot. I'm surprised it hasn't been like bigger in like the scene you're not like like the people that listen to i mean you can listen to any type of music you want on it but i'm surprised it's not like a bigger social platform you know with the capabilities that it has yeah oh for sure like i i didn't know about it until you guys did that i i had followed the link from you guys' instagram dustin said sent it to me and he was like hey we're doing this thing it sounds pretty cool like you should jump in and i was like 
all right. And I didn't know, I didn't even know what it was. I downloaded it and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what do you have for questions over there? Senor Aaron? Yeah. Um, so just, you know, I'm originally from, um, you know, Red Hook, the Hudson Valley as is, you know, Adam as well. Obviously like, you know, we all kind of are in a way. Um, so I just wanted to ask what it was like when you guys were first starting out, you know, what the Hudson Valley scene was looking like, um, you know, what were the, the venues that you guys, um, you know, would frequent? I know, like, obviously the chance in the loft, but was there anything else that um, was really integral to you guys, you know, making it in the scene up there? Uh, uh, you, you, want to jump? you want to take those first? Um, so I'm from New Jersey. So I was, when we first started the band, I almost knew nothing about the Hudson Valley stuff. Like they, Jesse and Dustin were the ones that like helped bring me into that mix because I was probably the first band member to actually join the band besides Dustin and Jesse when they started it. Um, I don't like, I would say there, again, I'm going to be really terrible with names of places, but there was a place <laughs> in Peekskill that uh, Lou from Sub-Zero had. What was that place called, Dustin? Popeyes. Popeyes. That was a cool place, and it was a shithole, but it was fun. That was like, we played there with like, um, oh, man, who did we play there with? Fireworks. Uh, fireworks, yeah. Union. We are the union. That's the show that I was thinking about. Yeah. We're like this. Man, what, a sh- what a lineup. The stage had like a pole in the middle of it, and it felt like it was going to collapse in every time you jumped, anytime anybody jumped up and down. But it was super cool. And there was like a little bar in the front, and everybody just like drank. You probably could fit like 60 people in the whole place. Um, but that was a really cool place. Um, again, I'm totally terrible with names, but there's the, also the place that Jesse came got kicked out of and then we came back in and he pretended that he was in life earner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Molly, Molly, something like that. We, we talked about it the other day. Uh, yeah. Oh, was that in uh, Kingston? Uh, it was, no, it was in like Middletown. Okay. Um, yeah. Was... Why'd he get kicked out? <laughs> I don't, yeah. Why did he get kicked out? I don't remember. Uh, he was, like they were you guys were sitting in the school bus because we had a short school bus as like our touring vehicle at the time amazing and uh they'd just been like out there drinking you know you go to a, a show and you're and it's an all-day thing you're there you know at like noon and you're not playing until like, one o'clock yeah and so everybody just like goes out and hangs out in the parking lot but the owner like freaked out he was like an old dude who really didn't get it and uh so he like he had come out and yelled at everybody a couple times and they just kind of laughed it off, whatever. And uh, eventually he said, like, that's it. With the punches isn't playing. What? <laughs> so, uh, so we were like, okay, but our friend Brendan was there and he was in that band Life Ruiner at the time. And they were like home from a tour. And so he just had like merch out on a table so that he could, you know, feed himself. And uh, mind you, and- none of us got kicked out. It was yeah. just Jesse. <laughs> yeah, it was just Jesse. What the hell? Yeah. So, uh, so that night we went on stage and said that we were Life Ruiner and we played as Life Ruiner. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I almost did that to us. I, all, I'm pretty. Time. I'm pretty sure we played with that show. Was um, didn't such Wonder Years played? Such gold. Such gold. Such gold played. Yeah. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I almost did that to us in a venue, uh, the Fuse Box in Albany back in we were we were doing one for the Braves. Because mm-hmm. uh I got I got drunk and we were playing with this band called Light It Up and literally the rest of one for the Braves is in on stage, like setting up. And I decided to go outside and fuck around before we went on and uh there's like this giant if you haven't been there, there's like this giant gate that's there. And all of lighted up was outside smoking. I was like, "Hey, cut it out back there!" And then he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I just climbed over the gate, but it opened halfway through, and I dropped, <laughs> hit the ground, and it was immediately in a chokehold. Wow! So yeah, once he figured out who I was and that I wasn't bringing it, I was just an idiot. He let me go, but he was—he wasn't happy about that. Dude, your life is a sitcom. But, you know, I had my moments. There's also um. What's a place in Albany? Bogart? Is it Bogarts? Is that a thing in Albany? Or what the heck was Bogies. it? Bogies. Bogies. That, that was a cool place to play, I remember. I don't know if they're still doing stuff there. Or they're even still around. I haven't seen anything from them. There was one. Everybody closed. Again, I'm going to ask Dustin on this one. What was the venue that I played that set with handguns on drums? It was like oh. a little place in a strip mall. Uh, are you talking about Sound Asylum? Sounds or, Asylum. Or we used to play that place all the time. Yeah, that was another place in Middletown uh, that our friend Robbie ran. And it was a cool room. And, like, it got kids who, like, wouldn't come out to Poughkeepsie because they were, like, they lived in Middletown and they just wouldn't. They weren't crossing over Newburgh, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, like, we would play there. And for a while, it felt like I, like us and handguns, it felt like we played there every, like, week and a half. Yeah, pretty much. I just saw Jake. I think he shared today, like this video of when he was on TMZ playing in his boxers in LA. Yep. <laughs> sounds <laughs> like Jake. I think he. I think he shared that. Uh, sounds like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I got. I got another question. Mm-hmm. I've always like, what's the, what's the history here of of with the punches? Like, how did you guys all like really come to be? Because like you guys really did like, especially for like me coming into a band in like 2013 when you guys were really more finished. But you guys really did create a huge scene in Poughkeepsie and. Just want to hear more about like really like how you guys like got together and you know how 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 the scene varied and different was different back then than it is to now. Well, we we got really lucky. So um, Jesse and I have known each other. We went to high school together and like hated each other, and then we became friends afterwards and played in a band. And we moved to Texas for a couple years together. And uh, I moved back a year before he did. And when he moved back, we started talking about starting a pop punk band. And, uh, but we didn't know anyone else who played, who could like, was into that kind of music and like played well enough that we thought would be like a good fit. Uh, so we like started looking around for people and we were like posting ads on like, like MySpace classifieds and stuff like that. Um, and Shane just happened to answer and like Shane. No, 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 no. You, I, I was 21 years old and MySpace, I guess at that time was like pretty, it's like all bands, like their website was a MySpace page. It wasn't like bands had actual websites. It was like, if you were cool, you had a MySpace page and that was what it was. And I, at the time had played in a metal band for a long time. And then I was like, I want to play in like a fun pop punk band. So I went on the MySpace classified section and I, put in an ad for a drummer looking for a pop punk band and then listed a bunch of bands. Like at the time, like I really liked all time low. They had just signed to like hopeless and like, 
like Reliant K and like the Bouncing Souls and all that kind of stuff. And I put that in my head and I was like looking for people that want to play. And then Jesse was the first one that responded to my ad. And he was like, Hey, we're from like the Hudson Valley, like New York area. And I, I remember responding being like, oh, it's kind of far. That's like, I looked it up. I was like, it's a couple hours away from where I am. He's like, but we're willing to like try and meet halfway. If you want to try and like meet up and like do something. So at that point I was like, yes, anything. I just want to play in a band. So I, I'm pretty sure if Dustin can remember this, the first practice we decided to do um, hand grenade by the movie life, yeah. just like to be able oh, to nice. play a song together and yeah. like see how it felt. And we like, I drove an hour North. They drove an hour South. We met at this rehearsal studio. Nope. And you're wrong. I'm wrong. What do you mean? <laughs> you came to Newburgh. You oh shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Newburgh. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. We did go to, I did go to Newburgh. I drove all the way up there and it's the place that used to, it's like a barber shop now, right? By where your house is, used to be. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So that's where, uh, like sorry. if you guys ever went to that. Imperial guitar when it was in Newburgh, when it's like not, so it used to be like down in the city of Newburgh, uh, a little, or down the town of Newburgh a little further. Um, but now it's in like a barber shop. There, I mean, there was a rehearsal studio there for a long time, though. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So Shane came in and played, and we like immediately we were just like, oh shit. Uh, I don't know anything about drums, so I just kind of looked. Jesse's a drummer, so he he was like, yo, this dude's. Like, oh, okay, cool. But I was like real and, concerned because because I was wearing, wearing an overlying K shirt. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> they I thought was like, I was super religious. Yeah, I was like, yo, I was like, he's he's into that like fucking pop punk band. Right? Like, hey, like, that might be dicey. <laughs> Which I just I, I just like Reliant K. I am not religious in any way, shape, or form. I had somebody tell me once when my vocals reminded me of the heavy Reliant K, and I to this day I still can't fully wrap my head around. That. <laughs> I love Reliant K. That band, like, I just loved how, regardless of the religious aspects of it, like Matt Thiessen comes up with awesome, catchy, and like clever lyrics, and I always thought that that was the reason why I really liked them. They were just like clever and like fun. I mean, they had a lot of fast like especially the first couple records had like fast punk stuff on them too so that yeah. was that was a thing i grew up listening to you no know, they're a great band but you also had like maybe like youth pastor hair youth what the hell is youth pastor <laughs> like, hair you know, like your hair was like a little what bit what the long. hell does that even mean your hair was like a little bit long <laughs> And I just remember being like, oh, this could get the things, the things that come out when you're on a podcast <laughs> with your bandmates after being in a band with them for 12 years. Just digging up the yeah, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember this time? <laughs> it's all right. There's many funny, weird, uh, too many funny, weird things to talk about when it comes to us playing together and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we so we're, we're we've hit upon, you know, how you guys started and all of that but um i actually wrote this down too because I, I really wanted to find out you know what was your aha moment where it was like wow this is actually working out and you know what we're doing um you know people really enjoy what we're doing right now um you know when did that come to realization so i think um i don't know dustin you have i mean for me it was like our first show, like our first show was with Hit the Lights and Fireworks, who, you know, we like Fireworks is one of my and a rocket to the moon. Bands. And a it rocket was, to the moon. Okay. 
No way. All right. We see which band Shane's into. Uh, so, Whoa, I'm just saying all the band names. Come on. Uh, but yeah, so we've like played that show, and I just remember like seeing people react in a way that I've never seen people react in any show. Like I've been playing shows since I was 16, and uh, I'd never seen people like seem to enjoy the music <laughs> at first. Yeah. And how old were you at this point? Uh, so it's 2008. So I was like 27. Yeah, okay. I'm like way old. Yeah, was, he's like, like really old, yeah, guys. Was, he's like, really old. I was, I was like, oh I was God. super old when we started the band. Like, I was past the point where everyone else was like, oh, I gotta settle down and stop playing punk rock. <laughs> Let's start a new band. Uh, I mean, you might as well be talking to a younger version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I started. We start. We just started. What makes sense? And I'm 26. Yeah, so. yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> you're fine. I was 21. Yes. But um, yeah. So you were the baby in the band. Um, yeah, yeah. I was for the most part. Yep, I was. And then eventually I wasn't. But but for the most part, until Mike came into the band, I was the always the youngest. Um, but my my personal point when I felt like holy shit, like this is a thing, it wasn't necessarily the first show. As the first show was cool, and people liked it. But you're also opening for a couple bands that people already really liked, especially like Hit the Lights. I knew there were a lot of people there just to see them. Again, positive reaction was really cool to see. But my turning point in my 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 eyes was the Keep It Going CD release show, which was in January of 2009. Uh, we played at the Loft. And my parents came from New Jersey. They drove two hours up. And my parents were really cool. They're awesome people. But they were always like the type that were like, you're really going to do music? Like, you're really going to play drums? Like, and like, they never didn't support me. They always supported me. But they were always, my dad especially, because he was a jock. But like, my dad was always like, oh, you know, like that's cool. But like, what are you going to do? Like, really going to do that? And we sold out the loft. Like it was fucking, it was packed. Wow. And we played that show and it was such an overwhelmingly positive and fun night that I got off the stage and my dad looked at me and he just went, holy shit. That was amazing. And I was just like, that was just like a cool, really cool like thing to see from him. And it, again, like I'm not saying my parents weren't supportive of things that I did. Like they were supportive of me all the time, but for him to flip himself from being like this, I played sports my entire youth and all that kind of stuff to like, wow, you, you really did do this. Holy shit. That was just like one of the coolest feelings of my life. I think. One of the things too, that I think, I mean, as a, very long time fan of you guys. I mean, you guys were the first show I ever, you know, you're the first band I ever crowd surfed to. That's and uh, that's fun. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was at the loft, and like, uh, it's it's just you guys were just a you guys you were a great band and you make great music. But you were also super fun, and you know, you talk about like these bills too, like hit the lights and uh, fireworks. Like all of them are really just fun bands, and I think I think that definitely is something that helps. Is you know, you having the great music and just having just a great fun vibe when you're playing too. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a predominant thing in when we and whenever we play, even if we play now, like when we played last August, like and we do every once in a while when we end up playing together. It's just 
it's so much fun. It's just fun. And that's the type of music we play. It's fun music to play. Like you can't do anything but have fun. And that emanates to the, to the crowd and the people that are there. Like, I just don't, I like, I'd rather play to 25 kids that are going nuts and jumping around because they can feel the energy that we're giving out. than like 2000 people that are just standing there staring at us play. Right. Right, and I, 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 I love. That's one of the things I always love is that you guys just always go up there, and it, it definitely shows when like bands up there are like they're not caring or this and that. But you guys always go up there, and you're always just having fun no matter what. And that's it. Always makes it more fun to come see you guys, and makes me want to come see you guys. And when I listen back to your music, I'm like, oh man, I had so much fun. You know, it's. I think that's a big part of music. I think you guys just nailed that. Yeah, super, I mean, super and hard. it's not easy either. Like, I'll tell you this: like when we were like towards the end of being a band, and we were touring and we were like doing stuff and playing like I, I specifically for some reason remember playing a show somewhere in Georgia and there were like six kids there and like we wow. wanted we played and we played really like just like any other show but it kind of, sometimes like especially at that point in our career it starts to like demoralize you when it gets to that point but I mean it, it is what it is it depends on how old you are like when I was 21, it was like, I don't give a shit if one person comes out. Let's play every show every day forever. <laughs> and then you turn like 28, 29, Dustin, maybe like 47. But like, uh, you're like, I got to pay my rent. <laughs> Six people coming to shows, not yeah. going to do that. So, I mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. 47, that's hard. To, to that point. With you guys, you know, once you broke out of like the local scene, you know, where did where did this music take you? You know, what what were the, some of the most memorable stops that you guys had along to? So I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the first time we ever dis- I'll let Dustin go after this, but I'll tell you the first time we ever decided to leave our region, New York, New, New York, New Jersey. Basically, we bought a mini school bus from the auto auction that Dustin and Jesse were working at for like $800. We loaded a bunch of all of our equipment and then brought like who Sierra was Sierra with us. Sierra and the beast and the beast, which is Jesse's cousin (laughs) with us. And we loaded it up and we booked ourselves like a three show like run. We went and we booked a show in Chicago, like outside of right outside of Chicago it was with was it with um it was with so what happened was on we didn't we didn't decide to do anything honor bright called us on like a Honor Friday yeah and was like hey we're playing a show in uh in out, like in the suburbs of chicago on like next thursday Tin, was it tinley park no it wasn't tinley park no um Oh, right, trying to, I want to remember. What, yeah, Penny that place was Penny Road Pub. Yes, South Barrington, Illinois. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like we're playing this show on Thursday. Like, would you guys want to come play it? Because we had just played a show with them and it was real cool. And those guys are super nice. Yeah, uh, super nice guys. So we we're like, okay, cool. And we knew our friends in a band called My Only Escape were playing a show on Saturday, 
back home in Warwick uh, at like a at like a VFW or an Elks Lodge or something. And uh, so we were like, we just need to book one more show in between. In between, yep. And we booked a random show with these random kids in Cleveland. Wow. What do you mean, well? So uh, <laughs> he's not going to acknowledge that just yet. Did I say well? Well, oh. no, no, that was uh, me. Oh, 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 I said whoa. Oh, I thought that was Dustin making fun of me, being like, well. <laughs> well, to be fair, no, I to need be to fair, hear like this. That, that Ohio show was like it wasn't really in Cleveland. It was like out in like the middle of nowhere, Ohio, like maybe kind of near Cleveland. But, yeah, I feel like it was probably yeah. Yeah. And and like we showed up late because our bus hadn't started. After oh yeah, we slept. Chicago. We slept in the minibus in the parking lot of the Penny Road Pub after the Chicago show, and it was freezing outside. And I remember Joe sleeping on top of his amp in the back of it with a an afghan, you know, like those old grandma blankets with holes in them. He was sleeping on top of the uh, of his cabinet in the back of the, and we were freezing. We were like, it was ridiculous because the car wouldn't start. And then eventually it did start. And then we got to Cleveland late. We played with these kids, and then I we stayed with one of the kids that played in the other bands, and I got absolutely shit faced. I drank with the kid until like seven o'clock in the morning, and. Dustin basically came and got me and was like, we have to leave. And I didn't, I hadn't gone to sleep yet. He's like, we have to leave if we're going to get back to Warwick in time to go play the Miley Escape CD release show. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm just going to get more drunk. It's fine. And he basically like fireman's carried me into the bus and put me in there. And then I passed out the entire ride back and we played with my only escape. And that was one of the coolest shows I feel like we've ever played. Really? You were in good shape for it? It's a Not necessarily. Drive. Not necessarily, but it was really great and it was fun. All right. That so was I'm, a I'm yeah. gonna fill in some blanks on this. Oh god. So one <laughs> what Zero. number one, uh that was Joe that came in and got you. That was your best friend. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fine. Same our, thing. Our you and Joe are big to me at that point, you and Joe are the same person. Joe's five foot three. I'm six two. <laughs> I'm also I'm also like 14 beers and like three shots deep. So at least it, it, it was the most drunk I've ever seen you, which is wild because <laughs> I have seen you very drunk. Uh, so Joe Fireman's carry Shane out to the bus and puts him in, and we just throw a blanket over him, and he just he's dead for like six hours. Doesn't move. Doesn't say anything. We're like we're like like putting dirty socks in his face we're messing with him like just trying to make sure that like get signs of life at one point he throws the blanket off himself and still drunk is like i have to pee right now and we're like okay and so somebody had like uh, like a big gatorade bottle and he filled the gatorade bottle like like to the top and it's like this is like something is very wrong with this person. I'm like imagining dumb and dumb. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, really? So we, but he like he did like we, you know, he would just do this stuff sometimes where he gets like so wildly drunk, more so than any person I've ever known. And then we get on stage and he just like snap, like 
you know, counts off the first song and he's going. And at the end of the song or at the end of the show, maybe he throws up a little bit, but like doesn't miss a beat, doesn't fall off time, doesn't fuck up a part, nails everything. And you're like, how? Like you are a machine. He's 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 Bender. That's what you do when you're (laughs) That's what they used to call me Bender. (laughs) (laughs) He runs on like alcohol and garbage. garbage. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't miss a beat. It's amazing. All right, Shane. Next time we're together, we'll have to, we'll have to do. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm game. I'm, I might not be as as good at recovering as I used to be, but but I'll still drink. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not either. But um, we 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 can we can die. <laughs> Fair. It's way harder. Yeah. Oh my god. Tell me about it. It's insane. I'm 33 now. It's like crazy that I started with the punches 12 years ago. But um. So, yeah, I was just like, that's just a funny, cool memory of like the first time we ever really left to go outside the realm in uh, in the band. And then, I mean, if you're talking about all the other cool stuff, like, I mean, we did a couple of full U.S. runs, which were always cool. Like we had a bunch of cool places that always treated us amazing, like specifically one of them being Salt Lake City, which was really random, but that place always was like one of the better places we've ever played. It was really cool. And like uh, South Jersey always was great. So it's Philly, obviously Poughkeepsie was cause we started it there, but then like um, other good places that we played. Um, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Mikey. Yep. We played Maryland. Maryland was always really fun. Maryland slash Virginia, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, Austin. Always Austin. Good. Yes. Austin was always great to us. Um, Alabama, because of Caradale, was always really good to us too. Northern Alabama, for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's where we we did that first East Coast run and met up with Caradale and who were from Alabama and like uh, Georgia. And then when we went and played their hometown, they always loved us. And then we kept going back, and everybody always knew who we were just because we went out with Caradale. So that was cool. But um, the real the real deals are we went to the UK and the UK was really really fun. But Japan, that place is like the coolest. It's really the coolest. They're they're crazy out there, right? You shot the video for face value and yeah, that was in the UK. Yep. Yep. That's what I thought. I was just I remember you shot one. We didn't shoot anything. There was a guy that came to the show that was like, "Hey, I work for this media company. I'm just gonna take video footage of you at your show in um in London and then like of you just during the day." And we were like, yeah, cool, whatever. And the guy just followed us around with a camera. And then afterwards, it was like, hey, I put together all the footage that I had to the song Face Value. And then we were like, yeah, sure, great, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, It's a great video. So that's actually pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, he did. But none of us knew it was happening. Except maybe. Yeah, they, yeah we were all just. <laughs> well, we were like, we also did like a Kerrang did like a piece on us while we were out there. So we like, because we were quote unquote called with the punches, they wanted us to do like a photo shoot in a bar with like, like a, like a bar fight. So they brought like pieces of like chair legs and like fake blood and like put it on us. And we like posed as if we were in like a big bar fight and they took it and they put it in one of the, uh, uh, one of the magazines. It's like a. It's like a video I've always wanted to shoot. I've always wanted to shoot like a video of like us just playing the bar fight going on around us. We could just yeah. start a fight in a bar. and just I, I videotape like it. Like, you know, 
Yeah, just any any place in Poughkeepsie, just yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> start getting wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's <No>. fair. <laughs> we'll just go to Mahoney's and I'll, I'll start talking to some people. <laughs> we'll go from or there. Or you can go to Eighties Night in New Paltz. <laughs> yeah, cabs. There you go. I, 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 is there a story behind? That? I was about to ask. That I want to know more now because I know the song. So I want. It is very specific. It was. Uh, wasn't it called like "Don't be a some." Don't it be called, a. It's called. It's called. Uh, be a Brandon, not a CJ. Yeah, yeah, we're sure. Yeah. <laughs> so our friend uh, Brandon Williams, who's, you know, like, TM for us, and he's like does record stuff over the years. Um, he's just he legitimately like the best, nicest, sweetest human being you could ever meet. Um, and at the time we were like, there's dude named CJ who's also a friend of ours, and CJ like loved eighties night, and he would like call us every week and be like yo like you know what time it is like you know what's up and I'd be like dude i'm not like, jesse would go because jesse had nothing else to, to do and drinks but i'm straight edge and like why why would i go to that <laughs> yeah there's literally no reason for you to go to that at yeah. all <laughs> so like, anytime we we have demos of songs we you know like Typically, I because I'm the one that keeps them and sends them to everyone. Like I will give them stupid names. Yep. So uh, originally, be a Brendan, not a CJ, because we were talking about like the '80s night thing. And then when it was time to like actually give the song a title, we we're like, oh, we'll just call it like, no, I'm not going to '80s night. <laughs> it's a great song too, and nice. it's a great name for it. It's cool. It's cool to hear the story behind it. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, like every song we've ever put out like and it's tough when when they've been around for a while because then it's hard to like dissociate them from the like dumb working title so like it's uh, very hard it's a very hard thing to do I, because songs could be in the works for like years and you'd know it as one thing like something really stupid and then like all of a sudden it's not that anymore and you're like wait what song is that again what are you talking about oh uh Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like ridiculous. We keep up. With- we keep going through that. Adam, I know what yeah. you're gonna say. We keep going through that too. So we have this. We have one song on our EP. It's called Raging Bull, but before it was Raging Bull, it's called Itchy Scratch yeah. or something. And no, no one ever knows what to say. People come to be like, "So we're playing Itchy, Itchy, Itchy," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh yeah." It's not as great as the other names. No, no, that's good. That's I, a good. That's exactly what. That's exactly what we're talking about, though. Yeah. Like we have one now, we the, the one we're gonna release some point here. It's called uh, Carrie Grant, but uh, I, I believe it's still referred to as Muff Cabin. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Literally, yeah. we do the same exact crap. Like it's like this song is just called like something so stupid. Dustin. There's a song that is, that was never used ever that Dustin to this day has has still wanted to use for something. That he dubbed "My Sweet Angel," and it's just—it's <laughs> the thing closest to Dustin's heart ever since we semi wrote it. Like it's been through seventeen iterations, but like we wrote it maybe ten years ago, and we wrote, well, we wrote it for Seams and Stitches. Yeah, and it was just like nobody was—it wasn't like a fully formed enough idea to make it on the record, but. Like I loved that song so much, and everybody else got, like sort of fell out of out of favor with everyone, and uh, so I just started calling it like, like no, we're playing like it's it is my sweet angel, and so 
that's yeah that's my jam yeah it was it was called my sweet angel and then when we tried to like change parts to make it better to see if people would like it it went from my sweet angel to my sweet s-u-i-t-e angel to my (laughs) s-u-i-t-e angle just a different iteration so that you could know which version was what but it never actually ended up being anything and dustin to this to this day resents it resents all of us for it yeah a little bit (laughs) i I love that song i I know it sounds like it's so beautiful like it's i did use it on something it's on like a youtube video Uh, oh you did really i don't remember that yeah yeah, I just oh, put it in, like put it in the background of a YouTube video at some point. It, like we were maybe for like, the Japan announcement. Uh, That's funny. I don't think I've ever realized that. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I gotta write this down because I want to find yep, it. We're gonna go look for it now. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say "My Sweet Angel" anywhere on it. But if you if you go to our you know like <laughs> our uh, our YouTube, it it's definitely on one of the videos, or at least it was at one point. I don't know. Um, so there you go. Twelve years later, and there's still a hidden yeah, song. Yeah, I'm, out just, there. I'm sliding B sides in wherever I can. Yeah, you know just right? you have to scour the depths of the dark web <laughs> to find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's subliminal. It's purely subliminal in all the videos. <laughs> so, so what is? Is there anything in the horizon or in or on the horizon for you guys here? Because I know, I know, I, I I hit you up almost every time I can. Like, hey, so you guys want to do a show or something? But uh. Uh, what's what's your guys' plan for the future here? Uh, I mean, right now, like, I don't, like I, I don't know, like buying a gas mask and and like, yeah, maybe it's building like, a bunker out in the wilderness. I don't know. There's nothing more that we like than to get together and play sh- like a string of shows like we did last year when we went out with Keep Flying and uh, and um, Halogens, um, which is really fun and like even three days together, it feels like tour again. And it's really, really just a cool thing to experience again. And we, we will do that till I don't know, I hopefully till forever, but um, it's tough in these times right now. It's just like so hard to, to know what the horizon brings for like being able to go to concerts or being able to go like, like large gatherings are just like it might be an endangered species for this the rest of the year you know like you don't know what the capabilities of like artists and playing live are going to be especially for like the next year i mean who knows like how long it's going to last but like i mean hopefully we can we can get like uh venues of like maybe 100 150 200 like good to go and play shows again and go to concerts and stuff. But like, honestly, you'll, we won't know until we get there because of the weird circumstances that our world is going through right now, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's super tentative. <laughs> Everything. It's, it's good. It's a good thing that but, um, we don't usually so- bring out more than a couple hundred people to a show because if we're, Bon Jovi, who sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm from New Jersey and Bon Jovi sucks. But um yeah, like that's the thing like that is crazy is that like I mean I bought tickets to go see Rage Against the Machine at Madison Square Garden in August and like 
I'm excited about it. My dad actually bought them for me because he's a huge fan. And uh, we went to see them back when I was 20 years old, which is another story in itself. But it's like bands like that are, aren't going to be able to play because you're not going to have a show with Rage Against the Machine with less than like five to 10,000 people at it. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, right. it's bands like us that might be able to be, a, to get together like a string of like five shows because you're not, we're going to play venues like, like we did in Jersey at like the House of Independence or like maybe we play the Loft at the Chance again or like somewhere like that, which, could be a feasible thing to be able to bring together. But like, it's unfortunate because at this point in our lives, everybody in time, like it's, we might not be able to have like those stadium tours and like for a year, maybe more, like you don't even know. Cause like places like I, the, the rage tickets are for Madison square garden. What does that hold? Like if 30,000 people, like that's, there's no way that, that yes. amount of people are going to be able to congregate in the same place, you know? Right. Well, you, you guys, you guys yeah. are all pretty Yeah, we're all over the place. I mean, we're less less now than we've been. You know, like Mike is back in Red Bank. Um, is he still in upstate New York? Like, he lives in, in like, Middletown area. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, I yep. see it. Well, you're the farthest one from any of us. Yeah, I'm the only one that's really scattered anymore. I mean, like for us you know what i mean like because we started and like when we when we started the band like shane brought joe who's his best friend that was our guitar player so it was like we had like the new jersey contingent and the upstate contingent um and then you know like mike also grew up with shane and joe so you know half of our band is from new york for a while mike was living in virginia that made things really challenging I mean, I guess theoretically, like this doesn't matter though, because Mike, I see Mike as often as I, I did when he lived in DC, even though he lives ten minutes away from me now. Yeah, but that's like as much as you want to see Mike too. <laughs> valid point. Valid <laughs> point. <I'll take> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, we're we like we're always well, writing um, songs. Hey. Like we send stuff back and forth all the time. Um, but we've been doing that since the band came off the road, so. We have. That's great. I, we're hoping for some new material whenever you guys yeah, man, uh, if, get the uh, chance. Let's, be let's hope. You know, it's it's like a matter of time, and you know, Mike and Vin both have kids. Uh, yeah, so it's that's... tough because they're. It's it's tough, especially with like shows and stuff. Like you want to go, hey, let's go for a week run down the East Coast and do that kind of cool thing. And Mike's like, nah, I gotta six months old you know like it's like i can't do that so it's it's tough but i mean you find where you can do stuff and like nobody in this band ever um ever takes it for granted you know they all love this band just as much as the next person even if we haven't done a lot in the last like six or seven years but we appreciate the people that have stuck by us even in the times that we haven't really done much of anything. And that's why a lot of us, well, all of us really appreciate being able to like make time to at least play every year or year and a half or so. Yeah. 
Well, and like I talk to, like we still talk pretty much every day, every other day. Like I, I talk to Vinny or Jesse or Shane pretty much, like one of them at least once a day. Right. So you know, yeah, it's pretty great. You know, like it's a beautiful the nice thing. thing about it is when we all start to miss each other too much. All we have to do is a show, and then we have a reason. And it's like, very true. You know, like oh, <laughs> like if we want to yeah. hang out, we can, and we can do it doing like our favorite thing, which is rad. Right. Yeah. I'll tell right. you. I'll tell you that I miss. I miss Incredible. playing more than I miss pretty much anything else I've ever done. Yeah. Damn. That's heavy. I think Shane's really here to push you back in the plane. No, I think, no, no. to be honest, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you, it sounds like it sounds like I am that way, like... but it's probably the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a reason why like I'm the person who answers every email that anyone's ever <laughs> because I'm just like I'm like hoping that one day I'll get one that I'll be like, hey guys, like here's this cool thing. We we have to do it. Like let's let's all go. Uh, I'll tell you what, if somebody's like, hey, we're going to sign you to Fueled by Ramen Records and put you on tour with Paramore, then sure, I'm down, let's go. I, I just either of those things exist yeah. anymore, Shane. How fucking old are you? <laughs> man, that, did I just date myself as the youngest person in this band? You, Come on, man. You, you got to know, it's yeah, a pure noise. Yeah, pure I noise guess. Bus, man. Pure noise I guess. It's yeah, no, wait, time out. The new all time low record just came out on Pure Noise, didn't it? I mean, yeah. on uh, Fuel by Ramen. No, that, that, are you sure? That's hopeless, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it came out on Fuel by Ramen. They, they were hopeless, hopeless forever. New all time low record? Yeah, and it's actually really catchy. The first half of it is actually really catchy. Nice. Someone told me that they, there they is. I did like, not listen did not to it either, all. but I saw it. Um, I I like the guys. Never really listened to the band. I all the, uh, aside from the "Love Your Friends Die Laughing" song, I really like that song. But I never really like listened more than that. I'm not good at listening to stuff. Aside from that JBQ JQBX thing, it was really cool to listen to other people's stuff that they've been listening to. Yeah, that as we were saying earlier, that's, that was a really cool idea and a really cool app. So, uh, hey, guys, we are coming up on time. Um, so the way this usually works is we leave a few minutes, you know, for you guys at the end just to do any shout-outs or, um, you know, anything else that really comes to mind. Then we close it out with a, usually with, like, a beer of the week or a drink of the week. Um, I, I know uh, <laughs> that's not going to work. Edge, so um, we actually had, we had a few of our friends from uh, oh, yeah. a band called Real Talk who are straight edge too. They did their yeah. like LaCroix shout out of the week or whatever. So you can get creative with it. But um, yeah, guys, this is your time just to anything that comes uh, to mind. Just thanks for having us. Like it's, it's so cool that, you know, we have at this point, we've not been a band longer than we were a band. Uh, Which so, is so weird. It's so wild. Yeah. Like the queen uh, of pop punk. Um, so it's, it's cool that, you know, we still get to play shows and, and people still care and, and check it out and, so you know just even being asked to be on the podcast was such a, a cool thing it's always a nice excuse to like even even just on uh on chat to like joke around with shane and tell stories um so thank you guys for having us thank you to anyone who uh, still listens our 
burn to both ends, hit a million plays like a week ago. I was that was my wow. damn it. You just you just stole that from Congrats. me. Congrats. Because I was like, ah, oh, the one I, like I said the other night, I'm a, the I'm craziest a... thing to me is that I it doesn't mean anything because yeah, Spotify because Spotify has millions of plays every day and millions of whatever, but to me it means a lot. That means a lot to me because it's like a crazy thing to have been able to accomplish, you know, like there's not a lot of bands that can say that that's a thing and I don't get paid for it pretty much because it's like one, one millionth of a penny per play on Spotify, but I don't care (laughs) because that's such a cool thing to be able to look at and see. Like I think that I'm definitely. (laughs) And you sold all your songwriting rights to for a sandwich. (laughs) He did. He I did do that. I did do that. (laughs) That that did happen. (laughs) Um, So I get I get nothing from that. Zero. Not even a thousandth of a penny. Nope. But um, yeah. I mean, just like Dustin said, like it's incredible to me that people actually still care about something that hasn't really been. I mean, it's been a thing to the point where we've done shows and like to see all the faces of the people that like appreciate us enough to come see us play. But like, it's, it's just a humbling and amazing thing to see that there are people out there that really still listen and still care about something that we did. Like, I mean, the last music we released was Seasons and Stitches in 2012, so that's eight years ago. It's like, it's a crazy thing. And uh, I, I'm i humbled by it, and it's a really cool thing to have on your resume, you know? And I appreciate all the people out there, and I hope you keep listening to it all, and uh, who knows what happens in the future, you know? Amazing. Yeah, congratulations, guys. For sure, um, for sure. So, so, have you thought of your... Uh, oh, your I'm drinking it right now. I've been drinking it the entire time we've been talking. <laughs> it's a... I got a... I've been drinking Tito's, and I mix it with a, a little Poland Spring uh, twist of raspberry lime seltzer. Ooh. It's wonderful. That sounds very beautiful. It goes down smooth. It's, it's wonderful. I'm going to have another one right now, actually. What you got there? Uh, what you got there, yeah, I was Dustin? Mine the whole time as well, and it's a uh, uh, root beer, cherry vanilla, Coke Zero sugar. Because damn, it's so close. Uh, not even a little bit. Is I'll tell you, I know, I know. So this, like, it just came out a couple months ago, and <laughs> game changer. Like, it is, it is the most delicious thing I've ever tasted. I love it. By the way, just to leave off on a really quick note. I today watched a video of us playing at the chance in 2017 at uh, whatever show we did that day with, uh, it was the one with uh, city lights at the chance, which was awesome. In, but um, in, in, in what year? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, well, yeah, we have, yeah. One for the Braves. Yeah. You yeah. guys played, you opened that show. Um, yeah, yeah. In what in year? In 2017, I think, or 18. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 17. I got you right. I got it right here on a bracelet on my yep. wrist, 12, 17, 17. Why? Because it was a great day for me. I met my mm-hmm. current girlfriend that night, and I also got to Good play for you. my favorite band. That's so awesome. Long, so I couldn't plan. Um, <laughs> Yo, just get the tattoo already. My, um, All right, my point on. was, though, that you. I want to give a shout-out and some credit 
to my man, Dustin Wallace, because at that point in time, I saw that video today and watched it and was like, wow, Dustin was pretty big. And I'm not trying to be an asshole and saying like, I'm not trying to be like, hey, that guy was fat. But like, he was very big. And dude, Dustin lost so much weight and has been such a better place health wise and weight wise that I'm very proud of where he has come from that point in time. Thanks, man. Thank you. That's I'll be awesome. honest. I'd like to, to take you, credit for it, but it was Mike from Pentimento. <laughs> it's like my personal uh, trainer. And he was like, I remember you saying that. He was like, oh, man. He's like, uh, you looking kind of big. And I was like, ah. No, he's, he's super, super. <laughs> There's something about those Pentimento dudes. It seemed to inspire a lot Mike of things. Mike is legitimately the first person I know. And uh, an excellent personal trainer. That's my shout out. If you're if you're struggling with uh with health stuff and and you need a hand, hit up Mike from Penavendo. He's amazing. Or if you're looking for a band, there you go. Song, that's what I was gonna say. That's where you guys got your name. That's what we did. <laughs> nice. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. It's magic. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's honestly been an honor to finally get to meet you and talk with you. Um, you know, I'm the young guy in the band, so, um, you know, never got a chance He's to our baby. meet you guys, obviously. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a part of one for the Braves whatsoever. Wasn't even living in the state at that point. We didn't even know so, he existed. Yeah. Um, so it, of course. I really do appreciate you guys coming on. It's um, awesome to speak to somebody who's been there, who's done all these incredible things, um, you know, for for our Thank genre. you guys for having so us. It's a really, yeah, really cool thing. And, uh, definitely. Is he there? Are we losing? No. Well, oh, rest in peace. <laughs> well, it, hey, it was definitely great to talk to both you guys. And Dustin, it was great to, you know, actually, you know, really get on and talk to you instead of, you know, my awkward texting. <laughs> Did we lose both of them? Oh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess that's the episode. All right. All right, boys. Have if a you good guys can still hear us, it was great talking to you guys. <laughs> Bye. I'm not sure if it happened overnight, but when I woke up, the world didn't fit me right. I keep trying to hold on, just feels like everything's wrong. Just to build up speed I've got the sickest obsession with the things I think I need But I can work it out Just let me work it out But the windows lock the doors I'm not leaving home tonight
inside my head and I wish that I could Turn it off, get some sleep But instead, I'll stay up all night long I'll stay up all night long The tick-tock from the clock in my heartbeat Becoming one and this day in the tick-tock